to Spiritual Basics Podcast with April and Jen. I am Jen Merkel. And I'm April Darley. And thank you so much for being here. We're really excited about today's episode. Well, Jen, it's been a while since I've seen and talked to you. So what's going on in Jen world? Well, as you already know, I am moving soon. I've actually, let's see, when is it? About uh, two and a half weeks or so I'm going to be moving and I'm yeah, just getting overwhelmed with everything. So much going on. Well, I'm excited because you guys, she's moving down the street for me, like five minutes away. <laughs> so pretty excited to have one of my best friends down the street. That's going to be know. awesome. It's going to be fantastic. So yeah, so my big thing I've got going on right now is that I'm actually not packing. <laughs> <laughs> I should be, but it's like, uh, it's just, you know what, actually, it's kind of like overwhelming. Yeah. But uh, I think I'm just really procrastinating. Well, if you've listened to the very first episode we did of Spiritual Basics Podcast, you will find out that I have the superpower of astrology and working astrology into absolutely everything. So one (laughs) of the reasons that you may be procrastinating is Saturn has been retrograde for months and Saturn is our planet of you better work and karma Mm -hmm. and you better work hard. I feel like (laughs) Rihanna going, B, you better work. You know, it's like <laughs> and um, so with it being retrograde, it's made everybody feel like we've just been running through molasses. Like we yeah. can't get anything done for sure. Uh, but on the uh, September 18th, that went direct. Mm. So now things are going to start smoothing, going just so much smoother for us. And you're actually going to be able to get a lot of these great ideas. That's the double-edged sword of retrograde is that you get great ideas, but oh. then you have no go-go juice to make them happen. Oh, great. So. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I always yeah. have a ton of ideas, but like if I don't write them down, I either forget yeah. them or I'll write them down and then I never have enough time to implement all my ideas. Yeah. It's like, write it. You know what? Great. Write them down when the muse is on you because the muse does not wait. No, it's anyone. true. I've got to make sure I always have a pen and paper because I know what you say about Aquarius is always having good ideas. It's true. Yeah. So, yes. yeah. What's going on? Is- so what's going on with you, Miss April? Oh, doggy drama in my uh, world today. Yeah, yeah. Bella. Is Bella feeling better today? She is. So my dog is a rescue dog and she loves to eat street food. You, and, you know, quite honestly, don't we all? I mean, street food, <laughs> right, you know, street food, right? I think I figure us, picture us like being in New Delhi eating street food. <laughs> and one of my other superpowers is I can fatten up a dog. So if y'all got a skinny dog out there, just let me board it for a couple of weeks and <laughs> it'll be a fat dog by the time you get it. So it's not like this girl is underfed, but she just loves her street food and she ate something you know how dogs are. They're like toddlers. It goes in the mouth and you don't even know what it was. Right. So she got super sick and here I am homeopathy, you know, homeopathy. You were very kind enough to do an energy treatment and she did feel better like right away after your energy treatment. I'm and so glad. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so cool you guys, because I wish I could talk to animals and, <laughs> and Jen has some of that gift and it was a gift for me to know what my dog is thinking and saying. So you're so sweet. Yeah. I love talking to you. As a matter of fact, I, and even energy healings, as I had mentioned to you, like I've done more energy healings on animals than I have on people. And it just kind of worked out that way. Cause I don't know, maybe I'm just more drawn to animals. So uh, not that there's anything wrong with people. It's just, you know, animals are 
I don't know. They're less judgmental. <laughs> yeah, and standoffish. True, right? And they don't get angry driving through traffic yeah. or whatever. Right? You know, they don't have a bad day at work, you know? Right. So. Yeah. Anyhow, so um, <laughs> today uh, we are talking about the Claire's. This is our part two, right? So all about the Claire's part two. Mm-hmm. Now, if you didn't catch episode one of All About the Claire's, where we went into clairvoyance, which is clear seeing, and clairsentience, which is clear feeling. So today we're going to finish that out of the second half of the four main Claire's, plus some bonus Claire's, which are kind of rare and unusual. And just a little bit of recap, everyone has the Claire's to some degree, but it's like a muscle. Some of them you're going to be developed while the others may not be your main go-tos. So what I... That's true. Um, And then also usually someone will have, like you'll have two, like one really, really strong Claire and another one that's just almost as strong. And then the other ones are quite a bit weaker. Right. And I think that Jen and I chose to put these two particular clairs we're going to talk about tonight together because it can be a little confusing to tell one apart from the other. So we're going to do a little breakdown of each and try to give you an in-depth look so that you can distinguish between the two. So first off is uh, Claire audience, which is clear hearing. And this was such an interesting one. And I was telling Jen earlier when I was writing up the notes for this show, I probably would have told you it's my number three Claire, but now I'm thinking, is it number two? I don't know. I think I have more of Claire audience <laughs> than I gave myself credit for, but it's clear hearing. And just like clear seeing, this can be with your inner ear or your outer ear. So that clear hearing generally involves hearing a voice of some kind. So this can be your own voice or the voices of your guides, uh, your spirit team, your ancestors. So much like clairvoyance, it can be a little bit scary sometimes, especially if it's not your voice. So I do wanna give a note, since this can be kind of a scary one, Uh, These voices will never tell you to harm yourself or other people. And if you are hearing voices that are asking you to harm yourself or other people, then please head over to the appropriate medical professional because these voices that you're going to be hearing from your spirit team, your angels, your ancestors, it is a loving voice. Always. Yes, absolutely. Uh, If you hear voices that are criticizing you or rude, that's not your spirit team right? That's ego. And so it's important to distinguish that out. Your spirit is loving. And get professional help. Absolutely. Yes. Now, Claire, audience can manifest. And so I've had this happen. Uh, I wake up with a song in my head. Has that ever happened to you? Um, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, A song in your head or, you know, yeah, for sure that. So when, when that happens to me in that twilight time, I call it twilight time where you're either almost asleep or almost about to wake up, your mind is very receptive to, to hearing your spirit team. So sometimes I've woken up with a song in my head. I have not heard this song for years. Absolutely. Right. And so I will go and Google the lyrics and there's a message in there for me. So Claire audience tends to work like that. Do you think that has something to do with the fact that you're just coming out of a dream state? 
So it could be your subconscious is certainly in there. So your dreams are the places where your subconscious works out your problem. So absolutely. Mm -hmm. But your spirit, like I said, you're, you know, you're relaxed. So your spirit team's able to reach you a lot easier. Exactly. Uh, So you may actually even hear your name being called. And that's happened to me before where I've heard April and I look around and nobody's there. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just your spirit team saying hello to you. April. That's right. It's usually loud. Like April. April. (laughs) I'm like, what? (laughs) I think it would be creepy if it was like whispered over and over. April, I'm here for you. (laughs) Yeah. I'd be like, um, I'm going to be staging myself right now. Staging up. But you do music factors hugely for somebody who's clear audience because you may hear your messages in music or in the conversations of other people or you could be flipping through the radio or the tv and you've been wondering about something and you happen to land on an interview that gives you the exact information that you've been wanting so those are examples of clear audience and where it can get tricky is clairaudience can be confused with claircognizance. Mm-hmm. And this was certainly the case for me because the information pops in my head, but I do hear it too. So that, that can be a little hard to distinguish. Am I hearing it or am I just knowing it and it's popping in my head? Mm-hmm. But yeah. it, if Claire audience is something that you feel like you have and you want to develop that a little bit more then an exercise you can do is actually try to tune into sound. And it's about closing your eyes or being in, in a steel place. Uh, park bench is pretty good one. Close your eyes and just kind of concentrate on what sound you're hearing and then pick one. Is it the wind rustling the leaves? Is it the sound of children laughing and just try to tune into that one particular sound and see if you can turn up the volume and practice isolating that to help your hearing become a bit more sensitive. Now, if clear audience is your thing, you may notice that you already have sensitive hearing. So if you're at a rock concert or in a loud place, you actually may feel more comfortable with earplugs or headphones on to kind of insulate that. And I, it, it always makes me think there's this one psychic that I follow. She's hugely clear audience. And just in the two years since I've been following her, she's moved apartments three times because her neighbors are too noisy. Mm-hmm. Now I live in an apartment too. And there's normal apartment noise, but if she's so clear audience, it's magnified for her. And so no, nowhere is quiet enough. And I just keep wondering in my mind, is this woman going to end up in a soundproof house? Because <laughs> she's so, so sensitive. Yeah, we just have to have a quiet room. A quiet room. Quiet house. Exactly. <laughs> and so you may also have uh, tinnitus or that ringing in your ears. And it's generally in one ear rather than both. And I call those angel downloads. Uh, it's your spirit team that has said something in a super high frequency. And just know that it's a little bit annoying, but you can ask them to turn down the volume if it's painful for you. Or the pitch, yeah. Or the pitch, right? Uh, You can ask them to deliver that information in a way that isn't hurting you. But just know that that frequency is is being delivered to your subconscious. So it will be information revealed to you when it's time to be revealed to you. So don't worry that you're missing something (laughs) if you don't know what the, the 
uh, squealing is. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Jen, you know that I love crystals and crystal healing. Who doesn't love crystals? <laughs> All right. So I was like, how can I work crystals into these clairs? So citrine is one, I, a stone that I work with a lot. And it's a little known quirky little fact of citrine, but it's called the great unwinder. So it can help you unwind blocks. I mean, typically because it's yellow, we would think of it for solar plexus chakra, but uh, it can also help with ear chakras, uh, those little, little ear chakras. So it can actually help you open up your ear antennas, if you will, <laughs> and help you unwind and release any blocks that you might have towards your clairaudient gift. Very cool. So just a little bit more about Claire audience, um, just some things, April, everything you talked about was really cool. Um, and I just wanted to add a couple of things too. I am a singer and that is part of being Claire audience. If you, uh, meaning you are audience, um, like to sing, whether you're in a choir or you just sing in the car, like I do, um, or maybe you talk to yourself. Um, that kind of a thing is uh, definitely clairaudient because it's not just about hearing. It's also about talking. It's about your throat chakra. Um, interestingly enough, it's about communication. So if you're a writer, that's another way of bringing out your clairaudience. And um, we won't go into too much detail about automatic writing, but it's basically the process of writing uh, what comes to your mind and using that to connect with spirit. And that's a really great exercise for a clear audience. But um, it also, interestingly enough, is, you know, uh, clear cognizance too. It's, it's true. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, those two can be very hard to tell apart. Even in, even sometimes for myself, uh, the information I'm getting, did I hear it or did it just pop into my mind? So it's a little tricky. Well, and the interesting thing about that is that it's probably both. That's the answer because like <laughs> we said, you know, they do work together. The clairs do work together in different ways. And um, we'll talk about that in, in a little bit. But um, since we were talking about claircognizance, I will go into that. Uh, claircognizance is clear knowing. So it's about like your gut feeling or you just know or something comes to mind and it's your intuitive knowledge. Um, so it's not like clairvoyance where you see something or, you know, that kind of a thing. It's uh, knowing something. And some examples of that um, would be like if you ever um, walk into a room and you can feel the energy and like it just feels tense and you know you find out that there was an argument in there just before you got in there or even an hour before you got in there but there's that energy you pick up on that um, also like just getting a, a feeling like you don't know why you can't explain it but you decide to drive a different route to work um, or to you know practice or whatever and you know that could be because an accident happened, or it could be the opposite. Maybe you were meant to be somewhere that you wouldn't be otherwise. Um, another thing too, is if you had one of those, if you were one of those people that had like an invisible friend as a child, um, that's another claircognizant thing. Um, 
getting a gut feeling about people when you meet them. That's a really, really common one. The other thing too, is if people ask you for advice or if, you know, like to listen to your stories, if you're a good storyteller, um, you know, good at finding lost things, this is all claircognizant. Um, so one thing too, I wanted to talk about uh, before I get into exercises that you can do to strengthen your claircognizant abilities is that claircognizants often have a hard time telling between their thoughts and the idea that they made it up. Because in the, especially if you're, you know, just kind of new to this and you've just discovered your abilities. And certainly that was the case with me where I thought, you know, I thought I knew something, but I thought, you know, probably it's just my, my head making it up. Well, I have news for you. It is not you making it up. <laughs> it is your claircognizance. Right. And part of growing as a psychic and learning is trusting your abilities and trusting that when something comes to you, that it's real. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, just wanted to kind of uh, mention that the one way to tell also, if you aren't sure is where is that thought coming from? So if you're like, you thought, um, you think, oh my gosh, my, you know, my boyfriend is cheating on me. So think about that. Maybe he is cheating on you, but maybe he's not. So kind of dissect a little bit, just think about that thought independently. Is he cheating on you? Is that thought coming out of love or is it coming out of fear? Because if it's coming out of fear, it's coming from your ego. If it's coming out of love, that is your intuition. So that's how you can tell. So a, a great example of what you just said is I went to get a reading from a psychic and she was able to tell if it was ego or a spiritual thought that was coming in because of how she felt is she said if it's if a thought comes in on the right side of her head it was ego and if a thought came in on the left side of her head it was spirit so sometimes she would stop and ask you know where is this coming from and pay attention to that feeling in her mind that claircognizant feeling like which side and and that happens to me somewhere sometimes as well that i'll get a tug in my brain, I'll get a little tug or a mental tug. Mm -hmm. And it, that's your claircognizant ability. That's um, a really good example of being in tune with, mm -hmm. you know, the messages that are coming in too. So that's really fantastic. And this gift was a particular bear for me in med school because as part of a residence, we had to draw up a treatment plan for a patient and treatments would pop into my head. And then my attending physician would be, why do you want to do that? And I couldn't answer. I'd be like, <laughs> I, I just, I just need to, you know, that's the right treatment. Mm -hmm. And, oh, that was so frustrating as I didn't, yeah. it, it's the right one, but I can't tell you exactly why it's the right one because it may not necessarily make logical sense. And it's Ooh. not like you're going to tell your professor, well, you know, it came to me. You just, I just know because right? I'm claircognizant, no, you know, right? it probably isn't going to fly. No, I think one or two of them, it probably would have. But as far as that whole teaching hospital kind of aspect, they really wanted you to be able to tell X, Y, Z and not uh, all the other metaphysical things that were coming in. <laughs> um, so some of the exercises you can do to improve your claircognizance. Um, one of the things that you can do that you might already be doing is just chatting with your spirit guides and your angels that are always around you. Just have a conversation with them. If you talk to yourself, um, think about it this way. You probably aren't really talking to yourself, right? Because you're really communicating with your spiritual support system. 
So that's a really good way. And again, also, if you're talking out loud, again, there we go with the clairaudient, right? So um, another thing is uh, what I used to do, um, even before I had any inkling that I was, you know, claircognizant or had any spiritual gifts, I would be like in an airport waiting for an airplane and just watching the people because I was a people watcher. And I just see somebody sitting in a coffee shop, some guy, you know, with his nose in a book or something. And I'd be like, you know, that guy right there, he actually is on his way out of town to see his girlfriend. And he's got a wife and kids at home and he's going to go see his girlfriend and she doesn't even know he's got a wife and kids. And I, you know what else? He doesn't know that his girlfriend's actually pregnant. <laughs> and here I'm like, just, I'm thinking, I'm just being creative and making it up. But you know what? I bet I wasn't making all of it up. I bet there was a big part of that that was true because this is stuff that's just coming into mind. And the more you realize that you are claircognizant, the more people confirm what you're thinking, then that will help you to realize that too. Um, there are a lot of other ways to practice. Some of my favorite ways um, would be like predicting things. So one way that I really used to annoy my ex is I could always tell when there was going to be an interception in, you know, for his uh, football team, <laughs> or if the other team was going to miss or hit like an extra point or a field goal. So I don't know why I'd just be like, oh, it's time for an interception. And he'd be like, yeah, I don't even talk like that. And then sure enough, there's an interception next play. And it was so and, consistent. It was actually scary. Right. And if you are going to miss next week's show, it's because Jen and I are in Vegas and we're betting on. <laughs> yeah, I'm we're super gonna, claircognizant. Right? Because actually <laughs> go betting. throwing dice is another way. Like you can, and I wouldn't recommend doing it with two dice like you would in craps or anything, but take a die and just think, you know, okay, roll it, but close your eyes and then think, oh, it's a two. And then open your eyes see how accurate you are because I bet you'd be fairly accurate. Um, there's also something called Zaner cards, and those are um, five cards that have um, symbols on them. And you can, I know April last time she talked about um, with clairvoyance, uh, one of the exercises was to picture whether a, a card in a regular deck was, you know, red or black. Um, but with the Zaner cards, it's different symbols. And um, you can even make your own, like take five index cards and, you know, put different drawings on them or something and um, take those and try and use those kind of like with the dice or just, you know, put them face down, shuffle them up a little bit and try and figure out which one is which. So, so just, every, every time I hear you mention Zinner cards, I can't help but think that scene in the Ghostbusters where Bill Murray has those two college kids uh, and they're hooked up to electric shocks. And the, the pretty girl, she's getting them all wrong, and he's telling her she's right. And the poor other guy is actually getting them right, but he keeps shocking him. <laughs> That's classic Bill Murray for you. Classic. Yeah. Um, and then um, I know there's a lot of exercises here. One other way um, is to predict the time of day. This is actually something, one of the ways that I realized that I was very claircognizant was one of my special powers, which actually I guess is kind of a power, is I can almost always correctly predict the time. Like Me I can too. be sitting at my desk um, yeah. and working away and I'll even think, I wonder what time it is. And I'm like, you know what? I bet it's 1020. And I look at the clock. Sure enough, it's 1020. And I don't mean 1019 and 1021. Mm -hmm. I mean 1020. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, during the day you might think, well, okay, you kind of know how much time passes. But if I get up in the middle of the night, 
I can usually tell like, oh, I bet it's about mm, 245. And sure enough, it's 245. And I don't always get up right at the exact same time. So it's kind of interesting if you want to, again, practice. Um, that's a really good way. If you get up in the middle of the night, before you get a chance to look at the clock, kind of, you know, say, hey, uh, kind of guess what time it is and see how right you are. That's a great one. I like that. So that's uh, Claire Cognizance. And, and we had uh, talked about how, um, you know, Claire Cognizance and well, I should say all the Claire's kind of work with each other, mm -hmm. um, along with each other. And um, for me, um, one of the ways that uh, they really work together, uh, and a good example for that was when I, you had already mentioned a couple for you too, when I was, um, again, in my early learning period, and I went to some classes that were taught by a very good psychic, um, we did, it was supposed to be the week to do um, clear tangents, which is, you know, clear feeling, and someone had brought in a toy and they were passing it around the room and people were taking turns trying to guess what it was, you know, the story behind it, who it belonged to, whatever the details were. And uh, I couldn't wait for my turn. Cause I'm like, I know that this is, I'm like, it's, it's a little boy and I can see him in a car seat. He's got curly blonde hair. He's got really blue eyes. Um, I think he, this toy, I can see him with a dog, like a little fuzzy dog. And I, I was just thinking all this. It finally got to me my turn. I put this thing in my hands and I started saying all that. And the lady who brought it in was like, you're exactly right. Every single thing you just said is right. And then I thought, oh, wow, I got a hit. That's what we call it sometimes mm -hmm. in psychic terms. I got a hit. <laughs> and I was so happy. And then I was on my way home and I thought, wait a minute, I knew all that before I ever touched the thing. Mm -hmm. So that really wasn't, you know, that it was actually my clear cognizance coming through. And I'm like, well, okay. And that was the first time I ever really realized how things work together or how they can get confused. Oh, for me, I was just yesterday, I did a session for a client. So just to give you an example, if you tuned into the last session, the last episode of this, you'll know that clairsentience is the one I purposely keep low volume because of the emotional release work that I do. So I definitely put more time and effort into developing the other three clairs. So clairvoyance is my top clair. So as I'm doing a session with a client, I am seeing things. And clair, then sometimes when I'm not seeing things, my claircognizance is popping additional information in my head. Mm -hmm. And ever so often, when this is a really important message for a client, my spirit team will giggle and they will clap hands like I so I will see hands clapping but I will hear giggling and sometimes I get that on, on love questions when my my guides and my angels are telling me it's a particularly good match or if the client has asked me a question and it's a particularly significant uh, path that the client needs to be on I'll get that clack clapping I'll see the clapping and then I'll hear the giggling so it, just in that one session alone, I had my top three clairs there. That's awesome. And yeah. So, and occasionally, you know, the heart chakra might warm or I'll, I'll get excited and butterflies in my stomach. So <laughs> the clairsentience can kind of chime in there. But so, so just yesterday that, so that gives you kind of an idea on how these clairs can sort of weave together. Yeah. You know, actually I was at a mediumship session once. It was one of those group ones where there was a medium there, a very a different, um, 
psychic that I just referenced a minute, a minute ago. Um, but he was doing a, like a group reading where there were probably about 15 to 20 of us sitting in chairs and um, he was, you know, sending energy out there and um, you know, whoever came through, he would start talking. If you've ever watched any shows about mediums, you know, when they do it in a group setting, it's exactly like that, but a small group setting. And um, uh, all of a sudden he was, he started explaining things. He started describing things that he was seeing, but then he's like, oh my gosh, I can taste beer. He could taste beer. Mm-hmm. And then someone was like, oh my gosh, that's my uncle. Like he, he was known for drinking beer all the time. And that was the first time that I realized that that's actually a thing. And that's actually called clairgustance, where you can actually taste things. Um, and, you know, there are other, so there are, it's not just these four clairs, there are a lot of other clairs as well. Sure. I, ca- I call some of these the rare clairs. <laughs> That's a good one. The rare clairs. Uh, the clairgustance, I did have one, and I see that the least, and that I did have mm-hmm. one client who, when we did emotional release work, the emotions released for her as a taste. So she would get each emotion had a different flavor. So that was pretty interesting. Um, so fun April fact, super funky fact is I've lost almost all my sense of smell. I worked in a, it's called hyposmia and I worked in a candle store for about three years. And when I quit that job, I had lost probably 90% of my sense of smell and it's never come back. So, and you know what, actually that could probably be convenient sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Trust me. I've had retail jobs where they give me the stinky people on purpose. So <laughs> yeah. But there's this, so I want to talk to you about another Claire. I'm going to skip just a little bit for it's Claire aliens or Claire faction. And that is clear smelling. And when I was a resident, I had this episode where I smelled gardenias in clinic and gardenias. I love it. It's one of my favorite flowers, but I was with a bunch of northerners and I was like, Hey, do you, do y'all smell like gardenias? And they're like, what's a gardenia? You know, (laughs) it is not a Northern flower. (laughs) So I kept smelling gardenias all day. And this was when my clairvoyance was really kicking up and I was having, doing a lot of medium stuff and I was seeing ghosts and I was like, who would, well, like gardenias, maybe it's my dead aunt Jackie. Like, I don't know. So after my shift ended, I called my mom and I was like, mom, I've been smelling gardenias all day. It did, did aunt Jackie, did she love those? She's like, well, I don't know about your aunt Jackie, but I've got a bouquet of them on the table in front of me right now. Holy cow. <laughs> so that wasn't even your, um, no, like no. your medium skills. No, it was, no. wow. Mom. <laughs> it was like daughter mom thing. So uh, I know that you can often smell flowers. Mm -hmm. So if your guides or fairies even are near you, you may smell a floral scent. And they say Mother Mary often comes to you and smells like roses. Yeah. Also um, perfume or even Mm -hmm. smoke. Like uh, Mm -hmm. if, you know, it's your, if you, I know for me, this is something too. This is from actually way before I ever thought about any abilities I might have whenever I smelled pipe smoke. It always reminded me of my great grandfather who mm-hmm. passed away when I was seven, actually. But I still remember from my very formative years, he he always smoked a pipe. And I remember that sm- sweet smell. And I'd be sometimes in places looking around like, where is that pipe? I can smell it. But mm-hmm. you know what? Probably nobody was smoking a pipe. It was probably me, you know, mm-hmm. picking up on his uh, spirit being around. So. Right. 
So the medical community likes to call that olfactory hallucination, but <laughs> I prefer to think of it. It's like the aliens and yeah. it's really one of your superpowers. For sure. And then the there's another Claire also that's quite well known, well, somewhat well known called Claire Tangency. And that is uh, kind of like the story that I told a few minutes ago about the toy that was being passed around where you can, you know, touch something and get information from it. And mediums will sometimes use that. Like if you go to see in a medium and you bring a, a picture or um, a pocket watch or something like that, they might hold the item and get an energy from it and be able to do a radium from it. So again, you know, that, that's, kind of, that's also known as psychometry. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's interesting. It's because of psychometry and subconsciously is why a lot of empaths won't buy used uh, goods right. or, or go in antique stores is because they will pick up some of that residue from a previous owner. Yeah, for sure. If you um, actually, once you get to learn more and more about the clairs and how that all works, um, you can actually clear energies. Um, and I think that's a really good subject for a future podcast. Um, maybe we can Absolutely. cover that uh, when we talk about protecting yourself as an empath, which is, I think, two episodes away. Absolutely. And you know what? If you guys out there, if you have suggestions for episodes or even questions, we want to know about it. I mean, please send that to us at Spiritual Basics Podcast at gmail.com. And we would love to do an episode on anything that you have a burning desire to learn about. We're here for you. (laughs) Absolutely. Any questions you have, there is no such thing as a dumb question. And, you know, we're here for you. We want to answer. We want to know what you want to know so that we can help you through this very confusing time because we've been there. Um, Actually, one of the things that's really popular when people first start feeling their spiritual abilities is seeing numbers. You might see number sequences or patterns, and that's actually exactly what we're going to be talking about in our next episode. So be sure to tune into that. Ooh, and you know what? If you guys have a repeating number, maybe you guys want to send us what that is and Mm -hmm. we'll address that during our show. We'll give you the breakdown on what these numbers mean. Yeah, for sure. That would be fantastic. So thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to sharing with you again. Uh, Again, any questions, spiritualbasicspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great week. All right, good night.